0: Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed.
1: This ain't Monday Night Raw!
0: This is my It's WrestleRant WrestleRant Radio. Infinity War is almost here, folks, and the greatest Royal Rumble as well. Uh, this is the April 26, 2018 edition of Rant Radio. As always, I am your host, Graham G.S.M. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. In all seriousness, the greatest Royal Rumble should be a pretty good show. If anything, it should be as big as WrestleMania was in terms of length, more so than anything else. And what's on tap? We got, I think, seven championship matches, the return of The Undertaker... Kurt Angle is wrestling, and uh, so many others, Chris Jericho, it's going to be a pretty stacked show, to say the least, I will not be watching live, Infinity War is officially released tomorrow, I mean the big previews are tonight, I got to see it on Tuesday, which was so fucking awesome, which is why I'm so stoked about it, and why I'm so stoked for everyone else to get to see it as well, so here's the thing, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will tell you this, the movie is fantastic. It might be my new favorite Marvel movie. And that's coming from someone that saw Guardians 1 in theaters three times. Go see Infinity War. It's out in theaters starting tonight, officially tomorrow on Friday. It's going to be good. I'm um, w- I'm more looking forward to seeing Infinity War again than I am for the greatest Royal Rumble. But the show tomorrow, like I said, has a pretty loaded lineup. And we're talking all about it today here on Rant Radio with my guest Clark. But before we go any further... Just a quick plug for you guys. In addition to finding me all over the socials at WrestleRant, Graham Sam Matthews on YouTube and on Facebook as well, you guys could check out all new episodes of WrestleRant Radio, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. It is easier than ever to listen to WrestleRant Radio. So all you have to do is go to the Apple Podcast app, if you have an Apple iPhone, whatever. Go to the app, simply search up WrestleRant Radio, Subscribe to the show, rate and review the show, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. And uh, you get all the new episodes on Thursdays, they automatically download to your device. And you can get every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. So be sure to do that as well. And uh, without further ado, let's get started. So Clark, who has joined me... Before every anticipated movie release, we had it on before, right before Star Wars a few months ago. Now before Infinity War, uh, Clark, you have been like the the go to anticipated movie release guy here in WrestleRant Radio.
1: That's a great uh, that's a great title for me. Thanks.
0: <laughs> it's basically your gimmick, uh, Clark. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks,
1: man. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it has not been a full year? You know, because usually it's like a year since I'm on the show. So it's nice to be back so early.
0: I know. Usually we, we go like about a year in between interviews, but you reached out a couple weeks ago saying, Hey, just whenever you're free, come on, uh, just let me, have, you just come on the show. And I said, yeah, absolutely. We set it up for this week, but, uh, yeah, always great having you on, always a fun time. So you couldn't have picked a better week to come on because, I mean, really the entire month has been super great between WrestleMania, we had the Superstar Shake-Up last week, the Fallout this week, we got the Greatest Royal Rumble coming up on Friday, and then Backlash like the week after that, so it's a pretty crazy time in WWE right now, so you're always picking the right times to come here on the show. Um, but as I had mentioned, just, just so much going on with the Greatest Royal Rumble on Friday. Such a loaded card on paper. Um, but before we even get any get into any of that And break down the show Clark, for the people that don't know Where are you on Twitter? What's going on these days? Anything you like to promote?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, on Twitter You can follow me at uh, Kamingo That's K-U-H-M-E-N-G-O uh, I tweet about wrestling Almost as much as Graham does So, uh, uh, so if you want to follow me as well uh, Hit me up um, I also post a lot of motion graphic videos That I make I've been making some custom videos for, like, the Bullet Club and things like that, going into their all-in event, because why not? It's fun, so I've been doing that. And, uh, yeah, and also uh, I have a YouTube channel. Go check that out. Uh, I'll post just about, you know, uh, animations, uh, uh, comedy skits, things like that on my channel. So go check that out. I'm pretty active there. Um, and, yeah, I guess those are the only things I'm really going to plug I
0: guess well you mentioned the All In event it's coming up on September 1st and they've added a just a star studded lineup for Cody's All In show between the entire Bullet Club and they just added Jay Lethal this past week as well um, anything you're most looking forward to seeing on that show? obviously no matches have been announced as of right now but are you just looking forward to the show just in general or any one star you're looking forward to seeing be a part of that uh, event uh, yeah
1: just overall I'm really excited for the event um uh, the person that I'm really excited to see is uh, Pentagon Junior,
0: the new Impact World Champion. Pentagon Junior is amazing. Uh, have you followed Lucha? or you just know a Pentagon Junior?
1: Uh, yeah, I I, I I I've been following Lucha Underground a little bit. I mean, like I'm not like a I like I don't follow it weekly or anything like that. But like I've been following it a lot, just simply for Pentagon Junior.
0: Yeah, the guy is great. And like I said, he just won the Impact World Title on uh Sunday's Redemption pay-per-view for Impact. So, the guy's winning a lot of world titles nowadays, so it's going to be cool to see him be a part of that show. But before we go any further, Clark, I got to ask you the ever important question. Are you team Cody or are you team Kenny?
1: Bro, oh, I'm team Kenny, man.
0: Team Kenny all the way?
1: Oh, dude, team Kenny is where it's
0: at. <laughs> Hopefully Cody doesn't hear you say that, otherwise he won't be able to uh, promote your vids. You got to you got to be bold, You got to be unbiased when it comes to production. I mean, obviously you can't go wrong with Team Kenny. Team Kenny, you are right. It is where it's at. But and if you want to be a part of All In, if you if you want to be All In, Clark, you got to be a part of Team Cody as well. You got to you got to be supporting the guy that's putting the whole show together.
1: I know, and that's the tough thing about it too. Is like, you know, I'm making uh, custom made time-tron videos for Cody, and I have to put in all this stuff like bulletproof leader. And it makes me sick to my stomach to even put that because we all know that Omega is the real leader of the Bullet Club. And hopefully Cody's not listening to this right now, but
0: if he is, then oh well. Sorry, Cody. That I think that you just might have uh, hurt your chances of making all in if he did hear you say that. But nonetheless... Uh,
1: well, you know what? I could just be like John Cena and pay a ticket, you
0: know? Just pay a ticket. Just sit in the front row and then you can run up the stage yeah. when you hear that uh, Kenny Omega shows up or something like that. And then you can have an yeah. impromptu match and get squashed in three minutes. Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> or, or I guess if if you're John Cena, that would have to mean that you're splitting up from Nikki Bella after a six-year relationship, a, a few weeks ahead of your wedding. I'm not sure if you want that.
1: Uh, I mean, like it's
0: already happened. So. Okay, so you're ba- you're basically John Cena at this point. Yeah. For better or for worse. If there's any person to be, it yeah, might as well be the the face of the WWE. But John Cena is on this show. I don't know if you can get a more perfect segue than that. He is in the greatest Royal Rumble on Friday, a few weeks removed from his breakup from Nikki Bella, as well as the, and, uh, the, the loss to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 34. In an ever-random matchup, facing uh, an old rival, Triple H, for the first time since 2010, a rematch from WrestleMania 22. John Cena, Triple H, nothing at stake here, just a renewal of an old rivalry. Who you got, Clark? Uh, you know, I think
1: I got Triple H going in on this one.
0: I think he would have to, right? I mean, with John Cena, he's had this losing streak for what, like 6 months now, I and mean, he's lost yeah. to Roman Reigns, he lost to the Rumble, he lost at Fastlane, he lost the Elimination Chamber, losing at WrestleMania. Do you think there's any end game in sight with a John Cena losing streak or do you think it's really just a matter of circumstance where he's losing, you know, every once in a while whenever he shows up? I uh, I think it's just
1: a matter of, I I think it's a matter of circumstance, I would have to say. Um. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of circumstance as to why he's losing. I feel like there's a gonna be a comeback eventually, but right now it's just you know just if he's losing something, something's not there. I guess.
0: So if he loses here. What do you think is next for John Cena? When is the next time we're going to, no no pun intended, see John Cena on WWE TV? Will it be around SummerSlam time, do you think? And what brand would you like to see him on when he comes back? Uh, Obviously, he's a free agent, but he could show up on Raw. He could show up on SmackDown. What brand do you want to see him on, and who do you want to see him face next?
1: I'd see him on 205 Live. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I I, I can see him coming back to Raw because it's the flagship show with John Cena's uh, show. Um, but I would have to say, you're probably right. I could see them coming around by SummerSlam probably around. Yeah, probably around SummerSlam since that's the, uh, number two pay-per-view of the company. So, uh, yeah, you know, just give them, just give them time, I guess, and just relax and, you know, get, 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 get there again mentally. Uh, but that's just the way that I'm seeing it. I think he'll come back if he leaves. If Triple H wins at the Greatest Royal Rumble, uh, you know, Cena will have to leave, uh, clear his mind a little bit as to why this is happening to him. Because, as you know, dude, he's been doing this, he's been in the top of the business for about, what, 15 some years? He was a Superman until Roman Reigns showed up. So. Maybe he has to, uh, maybe he has to go round two with Roman again, and who knows? That could be the uh, loser leaves WWE match or something. John Cena's retirement match. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I guess it would make sense for one of his final few matches to be against the guy that is being groomed to be the next face of the WWE, and that's a it's a relatively fresh match. We did see it once before at No Mercy, but that's the only one on one match these two have had ever in their entire WWE career. So there's Roman Reigns. Obviously, there's always uh, Samoa Joe if they want to go down that route. I know they were teasing that for a while before Joe got hurt earlier this year. Um, on the SmackDown side, you got to heal Nakamura, so you could always go down that route as well. There, there's a few different people. There are a John, C- uh, John Cena-Daniel Bryan rematch from SummerSlam 2013. Now that Daniel Bryan has been clear to compete again, there's a few different routes they can go with uh, John Cena come SummerSlam, or even if he's around... Before that, he could be at Money in the Bank. He could be at Extreme Rules. But I would assume, as of right now, neither show really needs him at the moment. But if he was to come around to do another big marquee match for SummerSlam, I would assume that would be the pay-per-view where it happens at SummerSlam and not one of the other B pay-per-views. But it's also worth noting here, too, not only is John Cena on a bit of a losing streak, I couldn't tell you the last match the Triple H won. Um, He lost to WrestleMania this year lost to WrestleMania last year, and lost to WrestleMania the year before that, and I don't think he has wrestled on TV, um, I don't think, since before WrestleMania 32. I know he won the WWE title at Rumble uh, 2016, and that was over two and a half years ago, so I'm not sure. If, I think that might have been the last televised match that he won, so John Cena's lo- his losing streak has got nothing on Triple H's. Um, so if you go with Triple H winning here, he gets his win back. John Cena continues his losing streak of the two, I would have Triple H go over, but in seeing this as a glorified house show and it really doesn't matter who wins or loses, I'll say John Cena, Um, but storyline-wise, I think it would make sense to have Triple H win, but either way, both guys will not be on Raw the next night, I would assume, so it really doesn't matter who goes over. And the same can be said for the next matchup too, Casket Match, again, nothing at stake, Uh, this is even more random because they have never faced off before in their entire careers, but it's The Undertaker taken on Rusev Day, on Rusev Day of all days, which is crazy, I did not know that the greatest Royal Rumble was falling on Rusev Day, but apparently it does, uh, this match has been changed seemingly a million times, it was Rusev Taker, Taker Jericho, and then back to Rusev Taker, so I don't know what the hell's going on here, uh, Rusev will literally be buried in this matchup, but I think it's a good spot for him to be in, it's a nice prominent spot on the card, as opposed to being tossed out in the greatest Royal Rumble in like two seconds, so... It might be a step uh, in the right direction for Rusev and getting more TV time and being viewed as a uh, a prominent player on the roster. So, what do you see going down here, Clark? Is Rusev going to be buried softly, brother, as he put on Twitter, or will Taker, uh, you know, somehow sneak in a loss against Rusev Day on Rusev Day?
1: Now, realistically, I think I I think Undertaker's winning this, um, but. As you saw at WrestleMania, there's been a lot of swerves, as you know. Um, So, maybe they have something up their sleeve coming at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and we might see Undertaker go into that casket. Who knows, to our major surprise. Of course, everyone thought that Rusev was going to take home the United States title at Mania. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So, maybe there's something up uh, Rusev's sleeve. Maybe just to, uh, you know, because I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder because losing at WrestleMania has really got to uh, really motivate you and bust a lot of fire under you, so maybe taking on The Undertaker and beating The Undertaker in his specialty match, you know, that comes big things for Rusev, but right now um, I'm thinking The Undertaker's going to win this, and uh, yeah.
0: Well, this is one of those shows where it's all hands on deck. They try to get as much star power as possible. They're bringing back literally every part-timer they have under contract, from Cena to Triple H to Taker to Kurt Angle, Daniel Bryan, who is now a full-time guy anyway, Shane McMahon, The Big Show, everyone. Even Mark Henry, the guy retired a month ago, and he's going to be in the fucking Rumble a month later. That's just how this company works, because they really want every star possible on this show. Except Unless you're a woman, apparently you can't be on the show. Which sucks, yeah, obviously. No, Just hopefully. you know, we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, but aside from the females, you do have every really big male star that is on the uh, on the roster currently, even those that don't appear all too often, including the Undertaker. We have not seen him, we have not seen him on a non-WrestleMania show since the Rumble last year, and before that, you would have to go back to in action anyway. You would have to go back to I think Hell in the Cell 2015, and around that time in 2015, he appeared at Hell in the Cell. He was at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think he appeared at Battleground and a few other shows. So uh, Taker, there's been some rumors that he might be wrestling a bit more this year than he has in a few years, even though he's in the twilight of his career. Uh, Could you see Taker making more in-ring appearances over the course of
1: 2018, Clark? Uh, I hope not. Uh, Just for his health, you know the guy is old. Uh, He's been doing this. He's been with the company for what? like, 27 years, 28 years, something like that, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, even though he's part-time wrestling one match a year, uh, still, for someone his size, for someone his age, uh, just taking bumps must be, like, just absolutely painful and things like that, and, he, and if you saw uh, which one, WWE 24, I think it was WrestleMania 33, um, you saw that he was getting, that he was getting shots in his hips and it's just like bro you know that's not that's not the same Undertaker that we grew up on you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so hopefully in my opinion I I, you know just one match a year or you know or just send him out into retirement so he can live his best life with Michelle and their kids and things like that so uh, no I don't I wouldn't want to see Undertaker come back and wrestle more
0: yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I can't I can't speak for everyone when I say that I hope The Undertaker retires. Because there are some people that still, I mean, I love The Undertaker, I don't know anyone who doesn't. But it's it's getting to a point where, yeah. <clears throat> you know, his spot on the roster is really not needed. When you're over 50 years old, you've been in the game for over 20, 25 years, well over 25 years. Um, yeah. And he's just not needed at, at WrestleMania anymore. But there's something with Vince McMahon and bringing back The Undertaker where... I mean, I I, I realize anything that he's involved in will be a big money match, because you don't see many matches involving Undertaker anymore on TV, but the guy's broken down, and the only real reason he looked great at WrestleMania, let's let's face the facts here, was because the match was three minutes long. It was not because, I mean, he got in better shape than he did last year, but the match was not a a 20-minute classic by any means. If they were given more time, I'm sure the match would not have been that good, but for what it was, it was entertaining, because it was... You know, all the Taker, all Taker's greatest hits, essentially, against John Cena at WrestleMania. So, I'm not sure how ma- yeah. how this match will play out. I'm not sure if Rusev will be on offense for most of it, only to lose in the end. I guess we'll see. Um, I have Taker, obviously, winning here. I don't think Rusev will win by a long shot, but I guess you never really know. And in terms of Taker's schedule moving forward, I would hope that we don't see him more times throughout the year unless it's, like, really a feud that people want to see. Like, if it's Taker and John Cena Part 2... The first time, I, re- I wasn't even really thrilled for it. To see it again, I really personally could not give two shits about it. So I guess we'll see what they have in mind for Taker beyond the greatest Royal Rumble. But I do think he walks away with a win here. Uh, before we go any further, we'll talk about what I alluded to earlier. The women are not allowed to compete in Saudi Arabia. It's just it's, it's just a cultural thing. But do you think it kind of sends the wrong message in where you knew this was going to happen eventually, where they would wrestle, you know, they would have a show in that country, where they can't have women on the card, which is understandable. That's their own personal beliefs. You can agree with it or disagree with it, whatever. Uh, but do you think it sends the wrong message? And holding the show right now in the middle of this, what they're calling a, women movement, a, a women's movement in the WWE, a women's evolution, coming off that great 24 special all about the women, that women's Royal Rumble we had a few months ago, um, do you think this was the wrong time to be doing a show like this where the women are not allowed to compete on the card?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's more of a, I think it's a right time, wrong place situation because uh, just everything is just crazy right now in W in WWE in a good way, uh, which is the right time metaphor I'm using, but the wrong place would be Saudi Arabia uh, as to where uh, you know once again the right the right time is women's revolution. You know, they the women are uh, are just. You know, doing doing absolutely something you never thought you would see ten years ago. Um, but like, yeah, the wrong place would be Saudi Arabia, which is which their belief is, uh, is you know, women are uh, are just major minorities, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that it's definitely a right time, wrong place situation, um, and it'd be it, it'd be cool. Is to one day uh, they are allowed It's even like last year they had Sasha Banks Alexa Bliss and I can't remember where they
0: were um I think it was Abu Dhabi was, if I'm not mistaken I think it might have yeah. like, been Abu Dhabi yeah
1: yeah that that was that that was it and uh, it's just like that's one of those co- that, that's one of the countries that are that kind of have a similar like viewpoint on women The they uh, in, as Saudi Arabia does um as you know, it was a major deal last year when Sasha and Alexa had a match there. Um, but hopefully, uh, w- within the next couple years, because I hear that WWE wants to do more business in Saudi Arabia and go back there for yearly uh, tours and things like that. So it'd be it'd be cool to have like Alexa, Sasha, Charlotte, Oscar, whoever, um, even if it was like a one women match. You know, they did that with. Sasha Alexa last year. Uh, But yeah, right now, it's simply right time, wrong place with the company. Uh, But who knows? You never know what you'll see next year or uh, the year after that.
0: And obviously, it's too late at this point, but I've seen some people throw around the idea of a potential all women show. If they were to do one, you know, the greatest, excuse me, the greatest Royal Rumble this Friday, soon after, could you do an all women show of some sort? Realistically, um, as as a house show instead, since they don't have any shows here in the States, I think until Raw on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, would would that be something that you would have liked to have seen, an all-women show, maybe even that, be televised for the network, um, with all the guys over in Abu Dhabi, or not Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia on Friday, and then doing an all-women show over the course of the weekend? Yeah, that sounds, actually, that
1: sounds really fascinating, like a fascinating interest. It, it sounds like a... Kind of like a, oh, we're making up for what for, for the uh, greatest Royal Rumble, you know, where you guys weren't on the show. Uh, but we'll make it up to you by giving you guys your own show. Um, and it could be like a glorified house show or something like that. Uh, and once again, they can have the women from Raw, the women from SmackDown, the women from NXT. They can have them come up and just have this, like, kind of, just like I said, have a show similar to the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um you know, it, but it's the all women show and that that be that would that, be a cool
0: thing to see. And they tried to make up for it seemingly with the women on Raw this week by having the main event the show in a 10-woman tag team match which was it was fine, it wasn't a blockbuster match by any means, but the real focus there was on Ronda Rousey coming out, saving Natalia from Mickey James. Uh when do you see we when do you think we might see a Ronda Rousey Mickey James match on WWE TV?
1: Oh man, um, mate, well, knowing WWE, probably this coming Monday. Uh, I don't see <laughs> it. I I don't see a long term feud between them or anything like that. It was just kind of like a. It was more like a saving uh, Rhonda's friend from an attack, and then Rhonda's gonna get her revenge on that, and and then unfortunately Mickey's gonna. Get the, uh, he's gonna get an arm bar or a broken arm or something, whatever. Um, so I think it'll just be one of those things where it's just like a blow off match between Rhonda and Mickey, but, uh, there's gotta be a big feud for Rhonda because she is a big star in the company.
0: I think it would be cool if they did that match at one of the upcoming pay per views. I think Backlash might be a bit too soon. I think you kind of have to promote Rhonda's first one-on-one match as a major happening and many weeks in advance, not not six days in advance, yeah. you know. So, I mean, knowing the company, like you said, they would do it on Monday's Raw, but hopefully, if they're thinking smart here, and they tend to book their bigger stars the right way, that being, you know, someone like Ronda Rousey, who is one of the biggest stars on, of, of any roster right now, male or female. So I could see them doing that match, you know, to money the bank, pay-per-view, or extreme Rules, And then do you think they would save the very likely the rumored Natalia Ronda Rousey match for a SummerSlam pay-per-view or some event like that.
1: Uh yeah, I would probably put Ronda and Natty at SummerSlam because those are, you know, because Ronda's a big name, Natty's a big name. Uh yeah, that would be a really cool uh rivalry between those two and I think SummerSlam would be the perfect place for that feud to come to an end.
0: Yeah, then from there you can maybe not get Ronda Rousey in the title picture just yet, but there's going to be Alexa Bliss in the roster who I I don't imagine will be getting the uh, will be getting the belt back anytime soon. So you can do Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss or a few other people. So there's a few different directions that can go into the Ronda Rousey. There's a a number of opponents she can work with in the Raw roster that I think could uh, work long term as feuds for her before she likely faces Charlotte Flair at next year's WrestleMania event. Uh, So, going back to the Greatest Royal Rumble, for the Cruiserweight Championship, we found out on Tuesday's 205 Live, it's going to be Cedric Alexander versus the winner of the number one contender's gauntlet from 205 Live on Tuesday, Kalisto. Um, I thought it might be Mustafa Ali. I don't know why they didn't go with Mustafa Ali, but Kalisto's not a bad choice. I'm sure these guys will go out there and have a great match. Uh, Do you think Kalisto becomes a two-time Cruiserweight Champion? Or do you think Cedric... I think he already is a two-time. Or maybe not. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember. Um... I don't. I, I have no clue. But do you think Cedric Alexander will drop the belt as soon as uh, Friday's show?
1: Um, I hope that Cedric. Uh, I hope that Cedric wins his match with Kalisto, uh, and, and it's it's nothing against Kalisto, but um, you know, Kalisto just doesn't really do anything for me right now. Uh, he's not doing anything uh, that excites me and makes me want to watch two hundred five live. Uh, Cedric is. Cedric is a big reason why I watch 205 Live. Um, but Kalisto, I don't I don't know. I, I'm i just not into Kalisto right now, you know?
0: I mean, he's been doing some cool stuff with the Lucha House Party. I've been liking the stuff with Kalisto, Grandma Talik, and Lince Dorado. But I, I would not call him one of the... Cornerstones of the cruiserweight division right now, so uh, yeah, I don't think Kalisto winning back the belt. And just to correct myself, he is only currently a one-time cruiserweight champion. I was mixing that up with the uh, two reigns he had as United States champion. So he's a two-time U.S. Yeah. champion, one-time cruiserweight champion. But yeah, I don't think he should win. I don't think he will win. Alexander just won the belt. He's got a match with Buddy Murphy waiting in the wings as well, likely at the Backlash pay per view. So I'm sure we'll see that there. Um, but this should be fun. I- I'm really happy the cruiserweights are on the show. They might not be able to get the women for this show but at least the Cruiserweights will have a presence on the show in some form or fashion, so this should be a lot of fun if they're given the uh, the time to shine. Also in the show, for the vacant Raw Tag Team titles and what is probably the most predictable match in the entire show, it's SmackDown's Sheamus and Cesaro The Bar taking on Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy. Um, like I said, The Bar just got moved to SmackDown and the Superstar Shake-Up. It would make absolutely no sense for a SmackDown team to take the Raw Tag Titles unless the plan was for Wyatt and Hardy to beat them for the belts at the backlash pay-per-view the very next week, which would, again, make absolutely no sense. So, are you in agreement here that uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are walking out of Saudi Arabia, the new Raw Tag Team champions?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I like it. Let's do it.
0: With Woke and Matt and Bray Wyatt, what do you think the, uh, not, not the long-term goal is here, because I think the end game will be one of them turning on the other at some point. Hopefully, not anytime soon. But what have your thoughts been so far on the, on the Woken Matt and Bray Wyatt tag team? Has it been doing anything for you, Clark? Has it just been like, eh? Um, right
1: now I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still getting used to it. Um, I'm sure. Hopefully, uh, something comes out of it that'll, you know, excite me, excite the, uh, excite the other members of the. Uh, of the WWE universe per se, um, so right now, like I said, it's not doing anything for me. Maybe a tag team title win could be a stepping stone for the tandem of broke of woke Matt Hardy and broken Bray Wyatt. Who knows? You know, uh, but we'll just have to keep watching Monday Night Raw to see what's uh, what's going on with those guys.
0: So after they very likely win the Raw Tag Team titles, what is the first feud for Woken, Matt, and Bray Wyatt? Is it with The Revival? Is it with Brizongo? Is it with Slater and Rhino? Is it the authors of Pain? Do they rush them into the Tag Team title picture? Who do you think Woken, Matt, and Bray Wyatt will first feud with once they become champions on Friday?
1: Bro, you got me excited when you said Revival. Dude, I miss those guys. Those, mm-hmm. guys, those guys were so good in NXT, and there's no doubt they are. that they are... Just like, they're they're, they're just, dude, I I don't know what the heck is going on with them on the main roster, man. You know, those guys are just so good. And I hope that, like, Revival and Matt, Woken Matt and Bray, I hope they all get the push they uh, they, they, deserve. Because, dude, Revival are just so good. So, yeah, my first uh, tag team feud is, Uh, Woken Matt and Bray against uh, Dash and Dawson.
0: I was surprised that um, The Revival didn't move over to SmackDown in the shakeup. I thought it was almost a lock that that, that they would be moving over to SmackDown considering how underutilized they've been on Raw recently. I know they've been on the show a few times in the last couple of months. They uh, they actually faced Hardy and Wyatt in, in the number one contenders match on Raw a few weeks ago, and they lost. So I would hope that they're the ultimate team to dethrone Hardy and Wyatt as the tag team champions. I could not agree more. They are one of the most underutilized acts on the entire main roster right now. They're just so fucking good, and they're not really doing anything with these guys whatsoever, which is uh, which is a crime. And I know I know there's a yeah. lot of tag teams in the Raw tag team division. I also forgot to mention uh, Titus Worldwide and Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, which is a, which is a thing now too. But um, the revival do deserve some spotlight because these guys are great and they cannot be overlooked any longer. So hopefully coming out of the show they will get, you know, some sort of, you know, spotlight or more of a push in the Raw Tag Team Division. Even if they're not going for the belts, I would hope they get some sort of a feud with, like, Brizongo. I think that could be a fun little feud if booked the right way, and they're not just doing 50-50 booking back and forth. But, uh, yeah, the revival are great, so I would hope that they get a push at some point in the very near future, sooner rather than later. Um, so we were talking about tag team titles here. I got the SmackDown tag team titles on the line here as well. It's the Bludgeon Brothers, who just won the gold for the first time at WrestleMania 34, taking on the former champions, the Usos. And these two teams, I think a lot of people forget, had a stellar series of matches about four years ago. And obviously that was when Harper and Rowan were the Wyatt family, and the Usos were not the Usos they are today. Um, but I think this match, if it's more than an extended squash, which was what the WrestleMania match was... I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think these two teams can really go in there and have a great match, if they're allowed to. Um, But yeah, do you think the Bludgeon Brothers lose the gold so soon, or do you think they hold on to the championships for a little while longer? I think they're going to
1: hold on to the titles a little bit longer.
0: And coming out of the show, do do we see this rivalry resume, or do we see a new team step up to challenge the Bludgeon Brothers for the belts?
1: I hope the bar uh, challenges the London brothers for the title.
0: Ooh, that could be interesting. That could be really interesting, actually. I mean, I think those could be. I don't. Have we ever seen the Wyatt family versus Sheamus and Cesaro? I don't think so, right? Um, I don't.
1: No, I don't think we have. I don't think we've seen that. So that'd be a pretty fascinating. Uh, that'd be a pretty fascinating. Uh, tag team match to see a tag team rivalry
0: going on? I think it'd be very physical very hard hitting and you'd definitely get some good matches out of it so I I would love to see those two two teams go out over the belts at some point in the not so distant future maybe coming out of this show but I mean as great as the Usos are they have been you know the team in the Smackdown tag team division for a long time now but there's so many other new teams coming in between the club the bar coming over Sanity coming up from Smackdown they have a lot of fresh teams to work with. I think it's time to give the Usos a bit of a break in the tag team title picture. And now we move on to the Bludgeon Brothers for the foreseeable future. But uh, yeah, coming out of the show, I could see them having a rematch, maybe a backlash with the Bludgeon Brothers winning again. But having them drop the belt so soon, I think it would be a mistake. So I've got the Bludgeon Brothers here. Uh, now we move on to the mid-card belts on the show. You got Jeff Hardy taking on Jinder Mahal in a rematch from Raw a few weeks ago. For the United States Championship. So there's been a lot of talk. That this show could feature a handful of title changes. Because they're trying to make this show as historic as possible. As big and as memorable as possible. And to do that, one way to do that would be to change a bunch of championships. Now, I guess they, if they were to change the belt here. That means they would have to change the IC title a little later on in the night. Um, and if they do that, I feel like it would mess up a lot of the current storylines they have going on right now. They would have to alter the matches for the Backlash pay-per-view. We would once again get Orton versus Jinder, which is something I don't think anyone wants to see again at Backlash this year. Um, So I I would hope they don't go in that direction. I'm confident they will do the right thing. Keep the belt on Jeff, and uh, keep the U.S. Championship on SmackDown. So, what do you think goes on here, Clark? Do we get Jeff Hardy retaining the title, or a two-time U.S. Champion in Jinder? Man, I
1: hope that Jeff Uh, holds on to the title because I can see some big things with him and the belt going going on in the future uh gender just I don't know what it is about him nothing clicks with him and me um you know and I know that the guy works hard I know the guy has a great work ethic and you know I've seen it but it's just like there's something about him that I just don't like I don't know I'm not saying that like I I hate him or anything like that. It's not because he's the... It's not like a foreign heel situation. It's just that there's something about him that doesn't click with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeff Hardy, he had, you know, as you know, everyone knows, uh, Jeff Hardy is beloved by the crowd. Uh, It's hard to not get behind someone like Jeff Hardy. Uh, So I would have to say keeping the belt on Jeff and just going on from there. Uh, who knows, maybe, uh, let's see, I just lost my train of thought,
0: dang it, uh. He was the feud with someone coming out of the, uh, out of the show for the US title?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I totally, like, I was gonna say Jeff and Braun, but then I remembered Jeff is on SmackDown, uh, so now we'll have to, yeah, you know, just, uh, just, yeah, I, I, I don't see gender going, being the champ anymore. You know, like like, I like have him as an upper mid card guy because that's the way they're they're, they're doing him now. You know, uh, just won the U.S. title at Mania, uh, lost it a week later, I believe it was. Um, but yeah, so now he's in that area of the of the roster where he's in the upper mid card rather than uh, the lower mid card as he was when he uh, made his re-debut. Uh But yeah, just keep the belt on Jeff. Uh, have some fresh matches. Maybe, um, maybe get Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan, you know, have Daniel Bryan go up to the top again by being in the mid card, even though he's, even though with Daniel Bryan, it'd be very difficult to put him back in the mid card, but this is the upper mid card we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, have them, have him rise up to the main event level again, you know, and, 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 and it'd be cool to have a Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan match too, you know? So, Yeah, for me, it's going to be Jeff winning the title at the Greatest
0: Royal Rumble. I think he's holding out of the gold. I think he should. It just makes me scared. I fear the fact that Jinder's going to win here just because. The only thing that makes me think that is that we had Jinder lose to Chad Gable on Raw. Now, it could be a case where they're pushing Chad Gable, which is great, which I really hope is the case. But then it's like you think to yourself, are they actually going to push Chad Gable or do they want Jinder to lose here? So when he wins the belt at the show on Friday, they could do a Jinder-Chad Gable feud moving forward for that U.S. title. Do you think there's any chance that we see Jinder regain the gold on this show?
1: Bro, in that case, uh, is that the idea that's going on? Because I love that idea. Imagine that. Chad Gable is the U.S. champ. Bro, nothing fits better than that nothing fits better than Chad Gable being a being the United States champion, considering he is a former Olympian. So, dude, if that's the case, I'm I'm all for that if they're pushing Chad Gable to the US title pitcher.
0: That's the thing, I feel I, I, I get scared because I don't want it to sound like he will win the belt. I mean he should. That's that's very obvious. Chad Gable that is. But I think it might get to a point where you have Ginder win here and then he's just gonna beat Chad Gable to get his win back. Ginder that is. And that's it. That that's it. There's no end game with Chad Gable as U.S. Champion. So, if that's the case, I don't want to take that risk. I'd rather keep it on Jeff. But Chad Gable can still go after the Intercontinental Championship. They they got a pretty stacked mid card division right now on Raw. But I think him as a IC Champion at some point, I think would be great. Him and Rollins. Him and Bobby Roode. Him and Elias. There's a lot of people that he could feed with on the Raw roster. And speaking of the IC Championship, another title on the line on this show. It's going to be a four-way Intercontinental Championship ladder match between Seth Rollins, The Miz, the former champion, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. It's going to be great. This should be a blast. Uh, They already have scheduled Miz versus Rollins for the belt to Backlash, leading me to believe that they won't alter that. They're going to leave it as is, as they probably should, and they're going to have Rollins retain here. Again, if they have Jinder win, they're going to have to have someone from SmackDown win here. And in that case I would rather have it be Joe. And the Miz is great, but we've seen Miz's champion literally eight times. I think it's time to move on to someone new. Um so I'm gonna say Samoa Joe new champion if they move Jinder, uh they keep Jinder on SmackDown and they keep him as US champion. Or they I'm sorry, they keep Jinder as US champion on Raw, then Joe would have to win here. But assuming that Jeff retains, I'm gonna say Rollins retains here as well. What say you, Clark?
1: Yeah, you spoke the words for me, my man.
0: So if Rollins retains here, what's next for him? Obviously is on SmackDown, so that would mean that Rollins is retaining on that show as well. A backlash. Anyone else in the Raw roster that you would specific- that you would specifically like to see Rollins work with coming out of both shows? Um, man, like off the top of
1: my head, I can't think of anybody. I can't think of a feud I like to see because because Jeff uh, not Jeff Steph can uh <laughs> Steph. Can go in the ring with anybody and absolutely kill it. That's just the way he's built. That's the way he is. He can get in the ring and just dominate the competition. Um, I I can't see anybody like in particular. In particular, I would like to see, um, but whoever is next in line for the uh, Intercontinental Title uh, feud, it's it's going to be a good feud.
0: It should be good, no matter who Rollins is facing coming out of this show, coming out of backlash as well. I think there's a lot of potential opponents for him on the Raw roster. Raw is is pretty stacked too. I know we give SmackDown a lot of love in the Superstar Shaker, but Raw's got a got a pretty damn good roster as well. So I tend to think that Rollins, no matter who he works with, is going to have a great feud regardless of who his opponent is. Um, yeah, I, I do think Rollins walks out of Saudi Arabia still your Intercontinental Champion. That brings us to our main matches here on the show. We got the 50-man Royal Rumble match, and usually I would save this for last, but why would we bother? There's nothing on the line here. There is literally only a fucking trophy at stake in this matchup, which, again, you know, I mean, I guess it could be worse, which is, I guess you could have nothing at stake, but it might as well be nothing, because this trophy means absolutely nothing. I mean, why not put a title shot at stake, or you know, or uh, a a match in the main event of Raw, or whatever, I don't know, something to make this thing worthwhile. It just seems like an attraction for the sake of having an attraction, which we already know is the case, but they can make it meaningful by just adding a little stipulation saying that the winner gets a title shot, not even at SummerSlam, but even on like Raw or SmackDown the very next week. I mean, that's all they have to do to make this thing worthwhile, but as of right now, that does not appear to be the case. Um, Of all the people currently announced Like I said, we got the Raw GM, Kurt Angle. You got Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, Big Show, The New Day, Baron Corbin, Chris Jericho. It's rumored that Rey Mysterio might be in there. It's rumored The Great Khali might return in the matchup. There's a lot of big, notable names in this thing. Uh, Braun Strowman as well. So there's a bunch of people that could realistically win this. To me, it only really comes down to Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan. Um, I think those are the only two choices that make the most sense. I don't think Brian will win as long as he's feuding with big Cass. That just seems like a bit of a... Dis- like, if he, if he wins this thing, I, I feel like he would have to be a main event star on SmackDown moving forward, which you know won't we, we, we know won't be the case anytime soon, which makes me think that Braun will win to give him some direction. But purely my two cents, Clark, who do you have winning the greatest Royal Rumble match of all time?
1: Bro, Braun Strowman. He is going to get in the ring, and he is going to flip over the entire ring, thus eliminating every human being in that ring. Then he's going to go home with a trophy.
0: I mean, he would have to, right? I mean, if it's not, again, if it's not Braun, and it's probably not Daniel Bryan, who realistically could win this thing, and it would make sense? Again, this whole show doesn't really have to make sense because it's like a televised house show. But with Braun recently, the guy's been doing a whole lot of nothing. So assume he wins here. What do you do with Braun on Smack or on Raw rather, coming out of the Greatest Royal Rumble?
1: I uh, I just have a flip over things.
0: I mean, whatever flip pops over. the crowd. I mean, the guy's so over. I mean, he could do anything and it would it would pop the crowd. The guy teamed with Bobby Lashley and Raw against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a really random matchup, but it was the best thing in the entire show. The guy's a star right now. I mean, how can you deny his popularity any longer? You know.
1: Hey Graham, you know what else was a random tag team? What was that? Kid and Cesaro. Look at where they went.
0: Mm, good point. Could we see a Strowman-Lashley tag team become a permanent thing going forward, or is that'd it just be, the one ideal?
1: That'd be a pretty cool situation to do. I mean, like, right now, uh, after the Braun-Nicholas story at WrestleMania, which, by the way, Nicholas, uh, I, we miss you, man. Um, after that, uh, I could see uh, Braun and Bobby doing a tag team. You know, kind of like a kid Cesaro and Cesaro and Sheamus, you know.
0: Mhm. Oh, by but the I way, mean, I forgot. I forgot that, to ask you: Is Nicholas taking bookings now? Is he working for Northeast Wrestling? Like, what's the update of Nicholas? Any Any idea?
1: Dude, I hear he's going over to uh, New Japan. You know, he's gonna ah. uh, challenge. I hear he's gonna challenge uh, Minoru Suzuki. That's what I heard.
0: Hey, that's but, not a bad know, matchup.
1: Dirt seats—you can't really trust the dirt seats, you know. Mm. I mean, it's just—you just, just got to keep your eyes open for Nicholas.
0: Could we see Nicholas go all in come September first in Chicago?
1: Bro, you have no idea how hard I would pop if that happened. <laughs>
0: Could you try to get Nicholas on the uh, graphics that you're working on for the show, the video packages, maybe uh, splice in a little Nicholas fo- footage there and maybe we get Nicholas on the show. Maybe that's you're the person to make it happen, Clark.
1: Bro, dude, uh, I am one phone call away.
0: Cody, if you're listening, and we know you are, be sure to book Nicholas. Get the guy on the show. He's one of the hottest free agents. I don't care about Pentagon. I don't care about Okada. I don't care about Kenny Omega. Get Nicholas on All In. He has to be booked for All In. But uh, as it's you said, the Bobby. Movement. What'd you say?
1: This is the Nicholas movement as of now.
0: The Nicholas movement is in full force, and I think if enough people speak their voice, we could see Nicholas go all in in Chicago in just a few short months. But in the meantime, we got the Bobby Braun tag team, which I would hope becomes a permanent thing. They should have just done it at WrestleMania, whatever. They did the Nicholas thing. Um, but if they're not going to do anything with either one of these guys moving forward, that's not like a a regular feud or something along those lines. Then, yeah, having them tag team, I think, would be a, you know, a good use of both guys because they were super over on Monday's Raw. So just capitalizing off of that, uh, I think, would be uh, great for both guys. So uh, what were we even saying? Oh, yeah, so you got Braun going over in the 50-man Rumble?
1: Uh Yeah, let's do it.
0: I'll say Braun, too. Uh, Daniel Bryan's my runner-up, but I don't know who else would win this thing. That would make any sense. But I guess they could have fucking... They could have Mike Kanellis win this thing, and it wouldn't even matter. Because, again, it feels like a televised house (laughs) show. It really doesn't matter. Um, But if they do want to make this thing matter, then you have Bronwyn. And he's probably the only person on that roster that could carry that trophy anyway. So, realistically speaking, he makes the most sense. So, we get to the top two matches on the show. We got the WWE Championship up first. And a rematch from WrestleMania. We got AJ Styles... Shinsuke Nakamura, Nutcracker Nakamura, as some some have called him, coming off of his nut shots to AJ in recent weeks, multiple, Wrestlemania, the week after, the week after that, the guy is just low-blowing everyone in sight, Kinsasha and people, he hit uh, his finisher on Carl Anderson on Tuesday's show, so Shinsuke Nakamura is just killing people left and right, and He's also killing it in the theme music department, too, debuting an all-new, I mean, not really an all-new theme, it was really just an updated version of his current theme with lyrics, which sounds beyond badass. So before we even get to the prediction for this matchup, what were your thoughts, Clark, on the debut of of Shinsuke Nakamura's new heel music on SmackDown this week?
1: Dude, I really enjoyed it, you know? Yeah, just having something fresh when you turn heel like that uh, means a lot more Uh, with the uh, with the original music without the lyrics it's very easy to have the crowd sing along to it Uh, if I remember correctly I don't think the lyrics were in English either if I remember no I think they're like
0: Japanese or something like that I believe
1: yeah so it'd be tough for the crowd to sing along with that (laughs) Yeah, actually which is actually very very smart if you think about it but uh, yeah, as a
0: heel, dude, I can't wait to see Nutshot Mora do his do his thing. Could we see Nutshot uh, Nakamura win the um, WWE Championship on the show? Like I said, they're trying to load it up with as much star power as possible, enough newsworthy moments to make this a show that everyone will be talking about coming out of Friday afternoon. Could we see a new WWE Champion crowned in Saudi Arabia?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see it, because, you know, like you said, it's got to be a historical show, something to remember. What better way to remember uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura as the WWE champion? If I remember correctly, wouldn't Shinsuke Nakamura be the first ever Japanese WWE World Heavyweight Champion?
0: I think so. I mean, in storyline, no, because they recognize Yokozuna as being Japanese, I think, because they had him hail from Japan. In reality, I okay, think so, he would be. I don't think there was ever been so, an actual because Yokozuna was ending samoa and he was not actually Japanese. Um, okay, yeah, so, yeah, then, so,
1: so, so so in real life, Shinsuke would be the first Japanese world champion. In uh, K in storyline, it would have been like what, like two, three decades since the. Uh, since the last japanese champ was the world
0: champ. Yeah, yeah, at so, I mean, least. That's a, that's, a, so that's a big deal, you know. That yeah, that's a, that's deal. a very big deal. And having it become having it become champion on this show would uh again make history having a japanese superstar beat an american on saudi arabia soil for the WWE championship. That you can't get any more WWE than that. That seems like a yeah. a press release right there. So I could see it happening. My gut feeling is that AJ retains here, and then Nakamura wins. Probably a backlash. Um, I just feel like AJ has to get his, you know, his revenge in at some point. He's been knocked down time and time and time again by Shinsuke. He's got Nakamura's got to get his comeuppance. Maybe he wears a cup, so when he goes to low blow him, it doesn't hurt, and he no sells it. I guess that'd be the. Uh, That would be a nice payoff to this whole storyline, because if not, AJ's an idiot for not wearing a cup ahead of time or not dodging the shot or whatever. Um, I'm going to say AJ, but is your pick officially Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: let's do it. Shinsuke new champion, says Clark. That's a pretty bold prediction. We will see. But if there's any likely title changes on this show, it's going to be that one. In our next matchup, our main event, a steel cage match. for The Universal Championship, another WrestleMania rematch. Brock Lesnar defending against Roman Reigns. So obviously Brock got the big shock when WrestleMania that no one was expecting. Um, Do we see lightning strike twice, Clark, on this show with Brock retaining again? Or does it only really make sense to put the belt on Roman Reigns?
1: I think R-squared is winning this one.
0: I mean, look at the outcome here. If Lesnar does not stick around, and even if he's not around until SummerSlam, are you really going to keep the belt on him for another few months? R, R2, uh, I was going to call him R2-D2, but I don't know where the D is coming from. But I, I like the R-squared one. Uh, the big dog. Right. <laughs> the big dog walking out of Saudi Arabia. New Universal Champion. Is the, This one's got to be a lock, right? They they It was a delayed title change from WrestleMania because they, they figured he would be booed, and on this show he might not be booed. Because the Saudi Arabia fans might be big dog fans. I don't know. Do you think that's what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think Saudi Arabia are, are all about big dogs. So, uh, yeah, when when Roman uh, wins the Universal Title, uh, the the crowd, gonna be cheering for him, which is uh, which is uncommon here in the United States.
0: Very uncommon to say the least. So uh, they they'll get their big moment, Roman Reigns, new Universal Champion, and then they get it out of their system. And you know, I I think it's worth noting too. I think a lot of people don't realize that we have not had a Roman Reigns World Title run since the summer of 2016. That's a long ass time, uh, considering Amen. the guy has been always in the main event scene, but he has yet to win a world title back. So that that's that's a pretty big deal. Um. so people saying that he's oh you know he's been shoved down her the throat which may or, not, may or may not be true but at least he's not been the world champion in close to two years so I mean it's going to be a big moment Roman Reigns new champion with Brock do you think he sticks around or do you think he's gone forever or do you think he comes back on a per appearance deal and the company uses him whenever they want him
1: I think the company uses him whenever they want him uh, I hear that he also signed a deal with UFC. Um, at least that's what I heard. Of course, you can't really trust it until you hear something confirmed. Um, but Brock has a completely open schedule now if he loses the universal title. Um, so that way he would have the ability to, uh, to train to go back to the UFC, to go back to MMA. Um, and then if Vince needs him, he's just a call away.
0: If Brock does come back for a match, at, say SummerSlam, does he face a guy like a Bobby Lashley, or someone else in the roster? I
1: mean, there's really no one else other than Bobby Lashley, man. I mean, you know, you think you you think about this, okay? You put someone like Finn Balor in there with Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know, everyone loves Finn, but as you, but it's it's quite obvious that Brock would completely squash him and decimate him, right? Mm-hmm. Because Finn doesn't have the MMA experience. Bobby Lashley has the MMA experience. I believe he has fought for Bellator MMA, and I feel like he fought for another company that I can't think of off the top of my head. I but it he... might be just Bellator that he's fought for. I think it was Strikeforce, uh,
0: but... too, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been Strikeforce.
1: Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. The so Bellator and Strikeforce. mm mm-hmm. Uh, the two places that I know that Bobby uh, fought for. Uh, so he, he has the MMA experience. Brock has the MMA experience. Uh, so, therefore, Brock and Bobby is the perfect date for a summer slam.
0: And it wouldn't have to be for the championship. I think that's a big enough attraction no. alone. You know, you could do the thing that with Roman, mind. whatever it might be. So we got Roman and Joe at Backlash. What future challengers... Do you think you're waiting in the wings for a Roman Reigns uh, Universal Title program? Is it Seth Rollins if he gets away from the IC title picture? Is it uh, Bobby Roode? Is it Braun Strowman again? Any obvious challengers for Roman coming out of WrestleMania now that Samoa Joe is on SmackDown? Uh,
1: this is another one of those you just have to wait and see what what happens because there's a lot of people and I can see him going up again. Uh, right now I can't see who is next in line for a title shot of course uh, if it were booked properly Brock would get a rematch but clearly they're probably not going to do that Uh, so right now I just can't really see who would be next in line but the big one that I would love to see is Roman and Braun and then Braun wins clean and takes home the Universal title sometime it, it, it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen one day because there's no way you can you can keep Braun from that title one day. He is it's massively over with the with with the whole audience. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's it's just about timing, I guess you could say. It's about timing. It could happen happening next year's WrestleMania. Uh, you know who knows who knows what could happen. But the big feud that I'd love to see is a Roman Braun feud again, but with the Universal Title on the line.
0: That would be cool, and the thing is, too, their matches last year were always very, very good. And Braun, at some point, he's beat Roman a few times on pay-per-view, but never with a championship on on the line at stake. And the guy's got to be a world champion at some point. He is so over. It is ridiculous. So to give him a world championship win at some point, hopefully in the not-so-distant future, it it will be the plan. I I would hope that he's the one to beat Roman for the belt. Not 100% confident knowing this company, because otherwise he would have been a champion by now. Um, but it would be cool that, uh, for him to be the one to beat the big dog for the big gold belt at some point down the road. But before we go any further, uh, overall thoughts on the greatest Royal Rumble, your anticipation level, Clark, uh, where are you on a scale from one to 10 in terms of being excited for the greatest Royal Rumble on Friday? Bro,
1: it's like a mini WrestleMania, so I would have to give it like an eight out of 10.
0: I mean, you look at this card. Is it more of a stacked card than WrestleMania? Um, Possibly.
1: Um, po- yeah, possibly. Uh, but like I said, uh, it's like a mini WrestleMania. They're treating it like a WrestleMania. They're not using... The typical uh, WWE uh, live event stage that they use for the weekend shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have they have this grand setup for the for their stage and everything like that. So they're treating this like a giant historical show, which it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, to me, this is like a small WrestleMania. This is Saudi Arabia's WrestleMania.
0: Did you see you the know? shot? Did you see the picture of the uh, the chairs in the front row being couches for this show?
1: Yes, I did, and I thought that was really, really, really fascinating.
0: It makes me want to uh, go to Saudi Arabia now and watch a show in the front row with with couches. That'd be pretty amazing. Why don't we have that here in the U.S.? Yeah, what the heck, Vince? What the heck? I mean, the guy's got to dish out the money for the for the couches. Maybe for the Saudi Arabian fans, but come on, we're important too. We need couches. Get that hashtag trending. We need couches for our WWE shows. But, uh... Yikes. Anyway, WWE they should... The WWE couch
1: movement.
0: The, the WWE couch movement. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Let, <laughs> let, let, let's get that trending during the Greatest Royal Rumble on Friday. because That's the only thing they ever really pay attention to. is trending topics right, on right Twitter. Up. Um, Will you be watching this live, Clark? Or are you going to be tuning in after the fact? Yeah, I'll
1: probably try to watch it live. Um, Yeah, I'll just try to watch it live and... If I don't, clearly it's on demand. So who
0: knows? You're gonna take five hours out of your day on a Friday afternoon to watch this show. It, it's gonna be a long show. I mean, the card has ten it matches, is. including a fifty-man rumble, which you know is gonna go at least over an hour. So it's gonna yep. be a lengthy show, but hopefully a good show, just as good, if not better, than WrestleMania. That's the hope. So before we wrap up, Clark, any uh, any closing thoughts? Anything anything else you'd like to discuss? Uh Since
1: we're talking about the couches, do you think the couches will be all in?
0: The couches should be all in. You know what, Clark? Get on that with your graphics. Get on that with the promotional material for all in. Get the couches all in. That's what I want to say.
1: Yeah, the couches should be all in. Get those couches.
0: Got to get those couches. Got to get those hands t-shirts. Get these couches. Get these couches is going to be the next t-shirt that goes viral on social media. WWE has got to get on that Get These Couches hashtag. And get on that for a WWE shop shirt because I would buy 12. Because that's how much we need couches. That's how badly we need couches on shows here yeah. in the U.S. And at All In in Chicago. Cody, we're coming for Absolutely. you, my friend. But speaking of All In, speaking of Cody, speaking of your YouTube channel, One Last Time, Clark, where can people find you on the socials? And uh, anything else you'd like to share for the people? Uh,
1: once again, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at the K-U-H-N-E-N-G-O. Um, like I said before, I tweet a lot about wrestling, um, I make a bunch of motion graphic videos, um, I make a bunch of different, like, comedy skits, I make a bunch of flash animations, uh, things like that, I've been doing a little bit of blogging here and there on my YouTube channel, which is under that same name as well, um, let's see, what else do I got, I also have an Instagram, you know, posting pictures here and there, nothing too special, uh, so... You know, it's whatever. You want to follow me, do it. If you don't, know, uh, doesn't doesn't affect me. Um, but yeah, uh, just once again, you know, couches for all in. Uh, just it's, it's 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 the it's the big thing that we're you know it's it's the stuff that we're talking about here, folks. You got to get those couches for all in.
0: Got to get those couches for all in. That's what's hot right now. Couches are hot in the wrestling world, hey, and you got you got to strike while the iron is hot. And the couches, they're hot. They're hot in wrestling right now, so I'm telling you, people, go follow this guy on all the socials you just talked about. He's the next big thing. It's all in right now. Next thing is WrestleMania. This guy is going to be working for WWE production in no time. I can gear onto you. Jump on the bandwagon now, because you're going to be like, oh, five years down the road and when he's at WWE, you're going to be like, oh, I knew Clark the entire time. It's like, no. You're going to get on that couches movement right fucking now. You're going to follow this guy before he becomes big. If you, could, if, you, if you get on that Clark bandwagon now and get on him before he becomes big, then you could say you've been there since the beginning. And I've been there since day one. That's what people got to realize right here on WrestleRant fucking Radio. And people can check out Clark's past appearances here on WrestleRant Radio on iTunes. Simply search up Rant Radio on Apple Podcast. Uh, you'll get every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. And as I mentioned, all Clark's past appearances here on the show. Just type up Clark, Rant Radio on Clark, Rant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. And I'm sure you'll find all of his past episodes and past editions and uh, featurettes here on Wrestle Rant Radio from the last number of years. So again, Clark, always great talking to you, dude. I'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you for having
0: me on. Enjoy uh, the greatest Royal Rumble and everything else going on in the wrestling world right now, and enjoy All In. Couches for All In, my friend.
1: Absolutely, couches, man. Couches are All In.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, brother. I'll catch <laughs> you down the road. Uh, thank you, brother. As for me, folks, you can find me on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant on Facebook as well at facebook.com backslash graham.gsm.matthews. Find me on YouTube, subscribe to me there at youtube.com backslash C backslash Matthews. And finally, nextarwrestling.net. Find all my written reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT main event, the greatest Royal Rumble, in addition to Impact, Ring of Honor, and all that other great stuff as well. So anyway, guys, we will be back next Thursday with another all-new episode of Rant Radio. And just booked, mere seconds ago, the return of At Jamie Lee Mac. Dr. Mac is back here on Rant Radio, a mere month removed, or a little over a month, from his last appearance here on the show. We're breaking down the greatest Royal Rumble and previewing Backlash. So stay tuned for that right here on Rant Radio next Thursday. Until then, guys, have a great rest every week and weekend. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road.